Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, Brendan Kennedy shares some big news. So tonight's theme is, is touch. And usually I'll open up the show with just kind of talking about something that's happening in my life recently or something that reminds me of that theme. And Tuesday night, my wife just had our first baby. Yeah. I'm a dad now. Whenever I hear an argument, I can always preclude my statement with, well, as a father, you know, it's going to be exciting. Um, But you don't know what childbirth is like until you're really there. You might watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy. You might watch a lot of movies. It's completely different. In TV and movies... Here's how childbirth usually happens. Uh, A woman works at a publishing company, and she's really powerful, and she's seeking love, and all of a sudden, her water breaks, and she says, oh, no, and then she tries to get to the hospital, but an EMT is like, ma'am, the contractions are too close together. You're going to give birth today, and she's like, oh, my God, and then she pushes for about two to three minutes. After two to three minutes of pushing, with no complications, a beautiful 25-pound, three-month-old baby comes out. And they give it to her, and it, she, she starts breastfeeding it immediately with no complications, no problems whatsoever. It's just nature's way. Real life is a lot different than that. Real life is pretty fucked up. So let's talk about, like, labor to begin with. So labor, I guess, has a lot of different forms, as I learned. Labor can range in a little bit of pain where just... You you know that that face you make when you're holding back a fart? You're just kind of like, give me a second. Okay, we're good. That can be how much pain happens during a contraction, or it can be the most bone-crunching, just horrible experience in the world. And that's, that's what happened. So Saturday, a little bit of pain, kind of annoying. Sunday, maybe a little bit more kind of gnawing. And, you know, I have to take the time to realize that my wife is indeed suffering, that, like, she didn't just make me pause HBO Go for no reason. That, like, just... And I, I, I hold her hand, and I'm like, you're doing okay. Just try to breathe through it. Just... You're doing good. And then Monday happens, and they're starting to get, like, a little bit more painful. And this is kind of good, because my wife is supposed to be induced on Monday night. And they give her a call on Monday morning saying, you know, it's actually really busy. We're going to have to schedule you for tomorrow night. And she has a little nervous breakdown, but we recuperate, and she's good. It's kind of like, you know, when... Mary and Joseph couldn't find a room at the inn and had to go to the manger. Basically, I'm saying my baby's Jesus. So, <laughs> so anyway, we, we get through it. And then, like, we actually we make a nice dinner. And it's actually just the two of us at home. And we do that thing that we never do where we both cook dinner at the same time. And it actually feels fun. Like, we're doing, like, teamwork. And we have, we have nachos. And that's fun. And... We're watching The Wire on HBO, and it's so good. <laughs> and then, like, the, the contractions start to, 
to really hurt a little bit. And then they start getting a little bit worse. Now, in movies, if you're having any kind of contractions, you go to the hospital, they pop the baby out in one and a half minutes, everything's cool. In real life, your contractions have to last for an entire minute, they have to be five minutes apart, and this has to continue for an hour. Yeah. So you have to just sit there going, ow, 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 ow. Oh, that was six minutes from the last one? Fuck me. So, <laughs> so finally, it gets to the point where like, they're happening so frequently that Detective Bunk from The Wire is just frozen, <laughs> paused, watching my wife in pain. And we, I, I kind of put my foot down. I'm like, we're going to the hospital now. We already had our bags packed. I throw everything in the car. We, we drive to the hospital. And I feel just so, so horrible because I, I hate to see my wife in pain. And I'm just trying to hold her hand and encourage her to breathe. And now we're actually timing our movements around the contractions. So we finally get to the hospital. I'm about to run out so I can... You know, run in and be like, get my wife, she's having a baby. And, they're, and she's like, no, just stay here. And I read I had another contraction. And then I run in and try to get her checked in, which it really sucks when you're having one of the worst days of your life. And there's some pure pers- poor person who's just a bureaucrat doing administrative work, and they really don't want to see you like that. And you're just like, okay, do you, do you have her social security number? All right, I need your address. And you just want to yell, like, my wife's in pain! But you, you can't do that, because that'll just make things worse. And finally she gets in, and I, I feel so bad because they wheel her away, and I have to get our bags, and I feel like the worst man alive because I've just let some stranger take away the woman I love who's in absolute agony. So I finally get up to the room with her, and everything is starting to, to calm down. Like, at least we have a place... She gets her epidural, no more pain. Things are kind of smoothing out. She doesn't even know she's having contractions. And my stress level is still here. And it's also weird for me because the last time I was in a hospital room, it was when my, my father passed away. And it's just a lot of emotions happening. But I managed to get to sleep around 4 in the morning. And I'm up again at like 7 in the morning go home, walk the dog, come back. She's good. We just kind of have a quiet morning. I go away for lunch. And when I come back from lunch, it turns out the baby's head is hitting her back in such a way that the epidural ain't doing shit. So now she's just having pure back labor every four minutes. And anesthesia comes by. They try to help her out. They can't really do anything. And they're just kind of condescending. Like, they're putting a wet rag on her head. Like, yeah, you're doing okay. Like, I don't think she wants a fucking wet rag right now. I think she wants drugs. Can we give her drugs, please? So finally, her, her water breaks. And it's weird because it's, it's a yellowish color. So there's meconium in the amniotic fluid. And... Now she's freaking out even more because that's not a good thing because it's not the worst thing in the world. doesn't mean your baby's going to die right there, but it's not a good thing. So now she's panicking about that, and finally she gets to the point where she can push, and it's, it's kind of a relief because 
during all that other time, you can't push. You just got to sit there. You can't do shit. It's, it's just pain for pain's sake. But at least at this point, she can finally do something about it. She can make it hurt a little bit less. And she starts pushing for an hour. She pushes for two hours. She's pushing for three hours. She's not making a whole lot of progress. And a, a midwife comes in. And at this point, like, my wife is just sobbing because she's in agony. She's pushing. It's not getting her anywhere. And I feel so horrible because I'm her husband, and I feel like I have two duties in life. One is to meet every sexual need and desire that she has. The other one is to protect her. And now I'm like, great, I'm fucking up two things. And I just see that she's in so much pain and she just wants this baby out so bad and she's being such a trooper. And at one point, the midwife actually pulls her aside, like, look, you know, kind of like gets that like eye contact, that like, that like fourth, qu- fourth quarter, we got to win the game talk. And she looks at my wife and she's like, hey, hey, I see you crying. Stop that. That doesn't do anything for me. And I'm just like, oh, you can do that? Like, like, I would never be able to do that. So my wife, she would kill me, like, instantly. And, like, she, she gets, so she gets her to push for, like, another hour. And there's not, what do you guys think just, like, pushing is, like, you're laying on your back and you're like, uh, uh. no, it's like they got to, they got to get in different positions. Like, she's, she's like this, she's like this. And, like, at one point, I, I shit you not, my poor wife, She's wearing a gown that covers up her top half. Bottom half is on display for the world, and she's feeling nauseous because she hasn't eaten. She's miserable with back labor, and the nurse is like, look, you're going to feel much better if you just get on all fours. So there's my wife on her, on, and she's, she, she can't feel her legs because she has the epidural, but she finally gets on all fours on her knees and hands, just... At which point I look at her, I'm like, well, at least you have your dignity. <laughs> and it's, it's a mess at this point. There is, there is, there is mucus. There is so much mucus. I, I mention it to the nurse, and she's like... Yeah, yeah, I see mucus. I'm like, you must see gallons of mucus every day. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's not a good day unless I see a few gallons of mucus. There is blood on the floor, just puddles of blood. The room smells like amniotic fluid and blood. You know how in your dad's garage he's got, like, old coffee cans filled with, like, rusty screws and nails that are never going to be used in any project, but he doesn't get rid of them? That's what it smells like. And at this point, I've not eaten much. I haven't, I haven't had anything to drink. I've been standing still holding my wife's calf like a gentleman. And I'm starting to get physically exhausted. And I know she's doing all the work. But I'm also standing and like, I, like, fuck you. Let's see you stand in, three, in the same spot for three hours holding a leg. 
And I, I love her so much that, like, my whole body tenses up with every contraction of hers. So I'm just like, oh, God, I don't want to watch this. And eventually, like, I just sit down, and the midwife looks at me, and she's like, are you okay? Like, I'm like, okay. So she's pushed for, like, four hours now. A doctor has come into the room, and he's trying to adjust the angle of the baby's head. He's got both of his hands in there, which is a horrible sight. And at one point, you know, she's pushing, and I, I, the doctor's like, look, you can see the baby's head. And I look, and yeah, there's the baby's head covered in blood. And so not as touching as I was hoping. But eventually the doctor says, look, you can push for another hour. We might be able to do something. Or we're probably going to have to do a C-section. My wife's like, give me the C-section. And I am like to the point of tears now because I love her so much. And she's been working so hard, just heroically, just trying to make sure the baby gets here safely. And she she says, all right, let's just go for the C-section. And I put on my gown and they, they wheel her away and I just feel absolutely helpless. And then they, they bring me into the surgery room and I'm just sitting by this disembodied head who's my wife. There's a big curtain over here and I look down on my wife's head. I'm like, hey, how are you? She's like, I'm okay. And it's, it's so quick. One second I'm saying hi. I can hear them shuffling the next they're like, okay. And then somebody pats me on the shoulder and says, look at your baby. And I stand up and it's this huge emotional release for me. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just had this release where I start like, you know, I sob. And because uh, it's been such a long day, I have like four hours of sleep. I am just completely physically drained. I feel so sorry for her, but there is this new life, and she's crying, and she's so healthy. And I look down at my wife, and I'm like, do you hear that? That's our girl. She's, she's alive. She's, she's crying. Do you hear how strong her lungs are? And I look down at my wife, and she looks up at me and goes, because <laughs> she was on a lot of anesthesia. She had no fucking clue what was happening. But then they take her away and they they clean her up and they give her to me. And usually as like a guy, you're always like afraid that you're going to break a baby. And I have that fear, but so I'm doing my best and I'm I'm holding her. And the the longer I have her in my arms, the the better and more normal it feels. And it just feels like that's somebody I'm going to love for the rest of her life. So that was what happened last Tuesday. If you'd like to tell a story like this one, or just enjoy the show, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org, where you'll find a list of upcoming shows, plenty of ways to pitch your story, and our podcast featuring storytellers from previous shows. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.